0: Everybody. And welcome to this hoop ball presentation. It is the Orlando Magic show, and I am your host, Alan Barney. You can find me on Twitter at Alan J underscore B. That's A L L E N J underscore B, all lowercase. And folks, it's, it's going to be an interesting show because I'm going to be covering the last two games the Magic played. Uh, starting with the Hawks. They lost to the Hawks on Monday night and then we'll move into Wednesday night's win over the New York Knicks. So obviously we need to start with the Hawks. The game they lost to Atlanta 129 to 111 on Monday night. The Hawks are a good team. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Pretty much the whole roster from that squad is back. So they are one of the favorites in the Eastern Conference and for the Magic it was more more or less this is more of like another measure up game so to speak like they had with the Jazz when they beat Utah last week and the Hawks have been really good at home coming into the game they were 4-1 and one at home and then they were the struggles on the road are what's kind of holding them back as they're 2-8 and eight. but they have their stars Trey Capella or excuse me uh, Trey Young had 23 points and six assists. Clint Capella cleaned up the glass really well he had 20 points with 16 rebounds and a couple of blocks. John Collins had 23 points, a couple steals, a couple of blocks. So they're a deep team. And for the Magic, it was not their best night, obviously, as you can tell by the score. And they... Seem to be getting into a rut. Go with that, with the result of that game because they lost by thirty-three to the Nets on last Wednesday, and then they lost the Wizards by eight. Good teams. So, as I said before, this stretch of game started. This was going to be a really tough run for the Magic, just because of all how quality all these teams are, and on top of that, it's it's a measuring stick for this young team as they try to figure out. How what they can get away with and what things they need to improve on. So the slide continued against the Hawks anyways as they lost their third consecutive game and fifth in their last six tries. Um, for the Magic, it, Franz Wagner did have another good game. He had 19 points, five rebounds, three assists, two of three from three. Cole Anthony, the MVP of the Magic by far. 29 points, 11 assists, 3 rebounds and two steals. But it was a one it was a rare game where he was he struggled with turnovers. He had 6 and you could tell that he may have been pressing and was trying to keep up. And with the keeping up tone of the game, I'll get to that in a few minutes when we listen to Jamal Hood coach Jamal Mosley's interview after the game, but Anthony and Wagner did show up Wendell Carter had 15 points, nine rebounds, and a steal and a block. He had the tough matchup, him and Bamba anyways, had the very tough matchup of dealing with Clint Capella and John Collins. Bamba wasn't as effective on offense as he had five points and was two of ten from the field. But he did have eight rebounds, three steals, and two blocks. He was in foul trouble early, He have, and he ended up with five fouls overall, and he played the least amount of minutes of the starters with 30 whereas the other four played 35, 35, 34, and 36. So the fouls obviously contributed to that. Uh, and then Jalen Suggs did not play. Gary Harris entered the starting lineup. He had eight points and two assists as he played 35 minutes. Wasn't a huge factor in terms of the offense. It seemed as though, and unsurprisingly, that the ball and the offense run through Anthony, Carter, Wagner, and then as for the bench, Terrence Ross, he he heated up. He wasn't accurate as he was 3 of 12 from 3, but he did have a season-high 19 points and two assists to go along with that as he hit eight shots, eight of 19 shot attempts, so he was much better within the three-point line. Good signs from Chuma Kiki as he works his way back up and gets his minutes higher and higher each game. He had seven points and six rebounds as he played 25 minutes. He also ran into foul trouble and ended up with four, but he had a couple of early fouls in the first quarter that kind of put him behind the eight ball. RJ Hampton, a good game for counting stats and those sorts of theory, but he only had seven. as he had seven points, five rebounds, five assists. Had two turnovers and was negative nine in the plus minus section so another rough night for RJ Hampton as he as to me on the outside looking in it feels as though Hampton's still trying to carve out his role and feel out where he's at uh, for the team this year and if in maybe in the back of his mind he has questions as to whether or not he's a part of the future for the magic because We've seen Cole Anthony's proving himself now that he's definitely a big part of it. Jalen Suggs is at for the moment because they spent a lottery pick on him, and then the, the extensions given to Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz and John Isaac you know, indicate that they're a big part of the future. So for Hampton, I, I don't want to speculate, but there may be somewhere in his mental process where he's thinking he's got to overcompensate to really stand out and that might that could be an issue with his slow start to the season specifically in the turnover department but uh all signs point that he will be an integral part of the team at least this year and next year and then they'll go from there you don't want to think too far in the future as for the game itself the magic did get off to a good start they had a one-point lead at the end of the first quarter the hawks kind of stretch that lead out in the second and third as they score outscored the magic by five in both of those quarters. And then eventually really ran off within the fourth outscoring them 36 to 27, which was a disappointment for magic fans because the magic have been one of the stronger fourth quarter teams so far in the early going of the season, at least in the few games where they have had a chance to win, they've been really good in the fourth. So it was a disappointing effort there. Uh, Jamal Mosley talked about that the maybe the ass the mental the mentality heading into the game for the team might not have been the best. I don't. And once again, that's another thing I don't want to speculate on Mosley criticizing them. But based off of what of the clip I'm about to let you guys listen to, it seems as though the Magic were. Overselling the fact that the Hawks were playing in a back, were playing the second game of a back to back, and that maybe they just got caught in a rut and didn't come out with as much fire as they should have. And this is what Mosley had to say. I think as the game went on, we got into a trade basket mode. Uh, I think, you know, we had to, we, we needed to bear down a little bit more and just sit down and guard. Uh, I think we got into an exchange thinking that, you know, them being on a back to back, we could just pace it. Um, a little faster. Uh, I think we just needed to sit down on the defensive end and and really lock in and guard. So obviously according to Mosley the the guys, the players may have thought oh well the Hawks play the same game of back to back and we'll just go back and forth with them which is a dangerous dangerous, slippery slope to go down with the Hawks because they have scorers everywhere. Everybody knows about Trey Young and then Collins is a very good complimentary piece. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, not known as a scorer, but he racked up 20 points. Four, four of the five starters for the Hawks had 20 plus points. So that just goes to show how much offensive firepower they have. And on a night when they're hitting shots at a good rate, it's going to be tough to keep up and keep up with them, as mostly alluded to in that interview. Uh, and like I said, this is another just another it's part of the development you're going to have these games i've been preaching that all season you're going to have these high games where you impress the whole league as when they beat the jazz and then you're going to have low games where the team just didn't show up quite like they needed to with another quality team like the hawks don't let the record fool you there at six and nine they're still a a playoff contender for sure uh looking over the overall stats uh, the magic took more shots and made less shots so that's not a good mix right there for a game they were 43 of 95 from the field 45 percent overall three-point shooting they're 16 for 43 which is a 37 percent clip the Hawks they were more efficient with their shots 47 of 85 which is 55 percent and they were almost 50 percent from three at 14 for 30 at the free throw line, the Magic were nine for fourteen. The Hawks twenty-one for thirty-two. That was a that was one of the few areas where the Hawks took more shots, and they took advantage of it, not by much in percentages, but they definitely were uh, taking advantage of maybe an overeager roster of the Magic that were trying to make defensive plays, and it just it didn't work out. Rebounds, even though Capella had twenty. Uh the rebounding was pretty close overall. Uh, the Magic had 43 and the Hawks, and excuse me, Capella had 16. Sorry about that. Uh, but the Hawks only out rebounded the Magic 46 to 41. The Magic did get the offensive rebound advantage, 12 to 9, which uh lends credence and shows how how much work Mo Bomba and Wendell Carter are putting in. Uh the assists were close as well. Hawks had 32, the Magic 30. Steals Hawks ten Magic eight, uh, blocks same thing. Hawks had that seven to five turnovers are gonna consistently be an issue for a young team like the Magic. They had sixteen. The Hawks had eleven. Uh, but ironically enough, the the Magic had more points off the turnovers. So, and then points in the paint Hawks had that block down fifty four to forty four, and obviously we can see the big discrepancy in this game that might have been a big difference was the fouls and the amount of free throws the Hawks got to the Magic as the Magic committed 27 fouls to the Hawks 17 so learning experience it it comes with it as we've said I've said in pretty much every episode uh, this is going to happen you're going to have nights like this and who knows maybe not having Jalen Suggs was a bigger impact than most people would have thought so Tough night, but that was one night. And then you move on to the next game in the NBA because there's such a quick turnaround these days. And they were up in New York at Madison Square Garden where they had already won one of their three. One of their three wins had come at MSG. And they kept that trend going as they got their second win in the garden. And it was the first time since 2017 and 18 that they have recorded multiple wins at Madison Square Garden during the same season as they pushed their record to 4-11 and with two of those wins coming there. That's not a good look for the Knicks, a team that is pushing for a playoff spot and made the postseason last year to lose twice to probably the youngest team in basketball at home in the early going. But the Magic showed up ready to play this game. It was more of It was more of a spread, a distribution spread compared to the the Hawks game where it was clearly Anthony and Wagner running the show on offense against the Knicks. We saw more guys involved, as we can tell here. Wagner had 16 points with nine rebounds. Carter had 11 points with eight rebounds. Bamba had 12 with 12 rebounds and two blocks. Cole Anthony had 15 points and flirted with another triple-double with 10 rebounds and seven assists. And Suggs. Back off his injury at 13 points, four assists, and good defensive stats to show, three steals and a block. And then Terrence Ross, it seems like he's heating up, because after putting up a season high 19 against the Hawks, he did that again with two rebounds, two assists, two steals, and was more efficient from three, as he was three for eight from beyond the arc. And Shuma Akiki, his minutes went down, as he only had 19, still getting in the Full 100% game shape, but he contributed with nine points and three rebounds. Gary Harris back to the bench, only got 19 minutes and had two points and three rebounds and an assist. So, obviously, a much better performance against the Knicks. Personally, I think the Hawks are better than the Knicks, but the record right now doesn't show that. But it's it's a long season. It'll, it'll there will be regression on both sides, positive and negative. Um, but it was still a good sign to see the guy, the the team spreading the ball, obviously is with the distribution of who scored, how many, uh, there's a lot cleaner of a game offensively and the defense really showed up and forced the the Knicks into a lot of bad decisions. And one of the few rare cases, the, the magic opponent actually had more turnovers than the magic 18 for the Knicks 15 for the magic. Um, so there seemed to be more of a a pre-presence focused on the defense and playing a more complete game as to rather focusing on just trying to match the the opponent's offense. and it, it worked out. Obviously, having Suggs back in the lineup helped a little bit. Uh, But they really were able to limit the Knicks star players. You know, Rant Julius Randle had 13 points and five rebounds, but he was four of 11 from the field. He had three turnovers and five personal fouls, which were the most on the team. Kemba Walker only had five points, and he had a couple of turnovers. Evan Fournier had five points. R.J. Barrett, even though he led the team, was 17 points, nine rebounds, five assists. He was not very efficient from the field, 0 for 7 from three, and 7 of 19 overall. But the, the Magic just they played more, more in your face uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They were contesting more shots compared to the Hawks game, where they were worried about keeping up more than anything. And and it showed. And this and the results here show that it was a completely different outcome. Uh, it, was a, it was a close game back and forth. The Knicks had a two-point lead at the end of the first, and then the, at halftime, the Magic had a one-point lead. After the third quarter, they had extended that to five, and then they outscored the Knicks by one in the fourth quarter. A lot of big plays from everybody down the stretch in the fourth quarter of this game. Jalen Suggs hit a big shot. Mo Bamba had a big block, and for the Magic, what they couldn't do in the fourth quarter against the Hawks, they bounce back against the Knicks as they're starting to gain a reputation as a fourth-quarter team. It's just 75% of the time they're not in contention to win a game in the fourth quarter. So it's not, it's not paid attention to as much. But the games where they are involved and it's still a winnable game, more likely than not, they, they've shown up in the fourth quarter and it's led to some wins. and But that's another aspect of the development process. And it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that up as the year goes along or if they can start to become a more complete team through all four quarters and not come out slow, get hot in the second, lag in the third, and then show up in the fourth. That's That's huge for young players because... Consistency. That's what you want. And obviously to go with the talent and the IQ, but consistency to me is huge because all the best teams in any sport, especially in the age of social media, where there's the 24-7 news cycle that has constant focus on everybody's performance, consistency is what's, I would say, applauded now. And you see that with the better teams, especially in the NBA with the Bucks, the defending champs, you know Giannis is going to be putting out a quality performance every night, and his teammates most likely will do that. The Jazz, they are super consistent. They're not flashy, but they get the job done nine times out of ten. The Suns have started to earn that reputation as well, so that to me is the biggest factor for the Magic is for these young guys like Suggs and Anthony and Carter and Bamba and Wagner, and then eventually when Fultz and Isaac come back, along with O'Kiki, who's already back as well, is finding a level of consistency, finding out how they can sustain that, and what factors go into them to sustain that as to what works for them when it comes to routine, mentality, pregame, everything, video work, practice, uh habits. So that's that's going to be key. And that's, for me, what I'll be paying attention to all season for the Magic. From a numbers perspective, uh, efficiency wasn't on the Magic side again tonight, or last night, excuse me, from the field as they shot 40.6%. The Knicks were actually a little better at 42. And three-point stats weren't looking as, as good either for the Magic. They were 11 for 38, which comes out to 28.9% while the Knicks were – 16 for 49 at 32%. Free throws, the Magic did improve there, 15 of 18. They out-rebounded the Knicks, 51 to 45. And the assists, the Knicks took the edge there, 25 to 20. Uh, Back to the rebounds, though, and another good sign in the offensive rebounds, the Magic beat the Knicks in that category, 14 to 11. And... That goes to show that this is going to be a tough decision for Jamal Mosley in the front office. Mostly Jamal Mosley and the coaching staff as to what they're going to do at center when Jonathan Isaac comes back. Because Jonathan Isaac's going to presumably play the three or the four most nights. And you have these two guys Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter who have taken two completely different paths to where they are now and they've both been very effective through the first 15 games of the year so it's not going to be an easy choice as to who goes to the bench when isaac does come back and is that full game speed and ready to go conditioning's good uh for the year bomba's averaging 11.4 points 9.4 rebounds shooting 45 percent from the field 35 percent from three his defensive numbers are outstanding. He's averaging 2.2 blocks and 1.1 steals. And for him, it's just more or less improving his decision making and being correctly positioned to defend the paint. So, but the new the 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 big thing that Omar Cabrera hit on his article on fansided.com was this new sense of energy that the Magic fans have been waiting for a Bamba is, have been a big turnaround and a key part to his season so far. But also, I think you have to contribute uh, the coaching chain, coaching, new coaching staff of healthy off season for Bamba also have played big roles in that as well. And then you have Wendell Carter, who clearly is a part of the future long-term after signing that extension, four-year extension. Uh, he's not quite the shot blocker Bamba is, but He's been, other than Anthony, probably the most consistent player uh, on both ends of the floor for the magic. His averages sit at 13.7 points, 9.9 rebounds. He's shooting 52% from the field and 46 from three. Uh, He doesn't take as many threes as Bomba, but when he does take those opportunities, he's been consistent. And, the, the real thing, also with like with Bamba Carter, it's been the defensive gains he's made. And then with in that same article by Cabrera, he pointed out that Carter appears to have a better sense uh, than Bamba in terms of the positioning and is more of a lane protector than a rim protector. So that gives versatility to Carter's game where he can slide down to forward compared to Bamba where you might not necessarily, you can't really do that. You, you don't want to start Isaac and flip bomb around it's, So it's going to be very interesting to see what Jamal Mosley and his staff does. The starting five that they've been running that did that started against the Knicks and has been for most of the season with Suggs, Bogner, Anthony Carter and Bomba is one of the best lineups in the entire league. They still have a plus minus uh, net rating of 15.4. So it do you mess with that? Because they've shown but then again, you look at the overall record and you think it's, maybe there's some things that need to be different. So it'll be very, very, I'll be keeping my eyes on it to see what happens with that position in particular. And then, um, go back to the Knicks game. Uh, the fourth quarter performance, like I said, they've when it's been in games where they've had a chance to win, they've really shown up in the fourth. And a lot of that has mostly been Cole Anthony or Franz Wagner or Carter or Bamba. Uh, but it was Jalen Suggs who made big plays down the stretch against the Knicks. And this is what Suggs had to say about his attitude during the game and where his head was during the fourth quarter. I was all good. Uh, again, I think the team and organization has done a great job and- keeping confidence in me, you know, for, for the moments that I do get in my head, or, you know, that does dip a little bit. Um, You know, they always pick me right back up, uh, you know, tell me to keep going. And, uh, you know, things like tonight come along uh, where, you know, third quarter and fourth quarter, I felt as comfortable as I felt or as I felt the entire year. So, um tonight was a whole lot of fun, man. Coming to Essend- uh, Madison Square Garden win two times, you know, in about, I think it's three weeks, two, three weeks, uh, you know, big time uh so you know of all the guys great team win um you know just keep riding just keep going and that's that's good it's great to hear the things that Suggs was saying you know that he felt more confident than ever during that uh, fourth quarter third and fourth quarter of the next game and and like I said get leaders are going to have to step up especially with guys like Fultz and Isaac out like Cole Anthony is a big part. Carter's got to do his part. Uh, Gary Harris and Terrence Ross, even though their roles aren't as big as they would like it to be. So it's, it's good that Suggs is feeling like they're guys stepping up and leading him in the right direction. And then in terms of this, his belief in the organization and their plan, that's refreshing to see because you you, you need that buy-in from those young guys and Way, and it can be hard to do in a situation where the Magic are at right now with record and their outlook for the season and maybe even next season. So it's good to hear that Suggs has the buy-in. Uh, he's he's had great reviews about his, his IQ and his off-the-court mentality and his habits and his teamwork uh, capabilities. So it doesn't surprise me that Suggs you know saying all the right things. It's just more or less can him and the rest of the guys put that into motion when game when they face adversity. So that's the two games, last two games for the Magic that they played this week. Uh Friday night or tomorrow night, they will be playing the Nets again, except this time it'll be in Brooklyn. Uh last Wednesday's loss against the Nets was at home at Amway. And then after that, the next night, they got out uh, of back. They will be visiting the defending champion Bucks. They will get Sunday off and then they will play, they'll visit the Bucks again on Monday. So this may be the toughest stretch, a three game stretch they'll have all year uh, with having Brooklyn and then Milwaukee back to back like that over the span of four days on the road. And we'll, the, for the Magic fans and the Magic team itself, they're going to really find out what they're made of and how far away they are over these next three games. And then the schedule doesn't get any easier because the East has really stepped up their game so far this season because after that finish of the road trip, they'll come back home and they have the Hornets and the Bulls who have been nice surprises in the early going of the season. So make It's not necessarily make it or break it time, but it's more like Show-up time. See what these guys got because they're going to face the top of the top of their conference Friday, Saturday, and Monday. And it's more about or we'll see where their fight or flight mode is at. (laughs) I can, for one thing, being a Cole Anthony apologist, I know that he'll be ready to play. (laughs) Um, It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens with Jalen Suggs, if he can carry that confidence from his performance against the Knicks over and then Carter and Bamba, if they can continue to work in unison in the paint. And then Franz Wagner, just keep doing his thing, shooting and being efficient. He will have his game sometimes where you don't see him much, and then he'll come back around the next game and have a huge night. So with that being said, I this is a hoop ball presentation, and I appreciate all of you for listening to me ramble on about the Orlando Magic. Uh, my name, once again, is Alan Barney, and you can find me on Twitter at A-L-L-E-N-J underscore B, all lowercase. And this is the Hoopball Orlando Magic Show, and I look for, I'll be looking forward to talking to you guys this weekend. Everybody have a great night. Adios.